was an incredibly iconic, hashtag iconic moment uh, when I think it's New Orleans gets blown up. Honey, love it. Beautiful <laughs> animation. This is, I am not a terrorist. Please do not arrest me. <laughs> Welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I have our Wizard of Wait, what, Shinoda? Ginger beer! Oh, I love ginger beer. It's delicious. <laughs> and our chivalry of Shota's Shotaro. A.K.A. Gucci Jesus, A.K.A. The Blonde Ichiban, A.K.A. The One Man Boy Band. Hi. <laughs> what was all that? Uh, watching your Yukio uh, Pink Christmas. Band. Didn't you hear? Mm. And you'll I, find out. Appar- apparently, I need to. Jesus. That was the gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so was Neo Yokio. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's gayest, but it's up there. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So tonight, we're going to have be having a discussion about anime beginnings. So... Uh, I, I do want to uh, point out that... I think we've already done an episode about endings, haven't we? At some point... <laughs> Probably. If not, we need to. Um, but I do want to talk about beginnings because, for me personally, I think that ending or that beginnings are far more important than endings. As there's an old saying about how endings are far more important to a story than the actual beginning. I don't believe that is true, but I don't think that everyone here agrees with me on that. Yeah, I disagree. And you can start with a pile of shit. I don't care. The ending is important. The beginning, I don't give a fuck. Agreed. Like, and uh, beginning can be slow, boring, whatever. It's the ending that truly matters. Now, see, I, I agree with you that, that it's the ending that stays with you. But if the beginning's shit, I'm never going to make it to the ending to remember it. Honey, you, yeah, underestimate, you underestimate your tolerance for shit because I've seen your watch list, honey. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, weird flex, but okay. Um I mean, that that's I mean, it's just my personal opinion. And of course, it's going to be completely subjective because what you're looking for in a in a, how a story begins is going to be different depending on who you are. But for me, like I have this, I have this rule of five that I I watch the first five episodes of a show before I figure if I'm going to drop it. And it's like if it's not good in those first five episodes, I'm never going to make it to the end to begin to to to, to begin with. So. What's the point in having a really bad or really good ending if your beginning's gonna be shit? All I know is that sure you might have a good beginning, but then all that uh, gets you is uh, tricking your viewers into watching the rest of your shit show, and then you just end up being uh, sad that you <laughs> sad. watched the entire thing. Sad. I mean, so I would much rather way, a good ending than a good beginning. Because either a good... way, either way, you can end up being really sad. Listen, save the best for last. Yeah. Don't uh, start with your best because then you only leave room for disappointment. 
that that's a, that's a good point. Like you should you should definitely not start out from the top because you literally have nowhere to go but down from there. That's a good point. I mean, your ending should st- or, I mean your beginning should still be good, but maybe not the best part of your show. <laughs> but I mean, okay. So since you disagree with me so much, I gotta ask. Is there actually a point at which a beginning can be so bad that you won't continue? Mm, I don't know. There is for me. I'll say that. So, uh, just for one example, take the show, uh, currently airing show, Conception. Oh, God. Good God, it is so bad that I immediately dropped it. Uh, no, listen, wait, no. I didn't I... immediately watch it, drop it. I went to episode two to see if it can get any worse. It got so much worse. Then I dropped it. Let, you and I actually watched this together on a live stream reaction thing that we did on Twitch. And I think by the time we got through, what, the first 10 minutes, you and I decided, nah, nah, fam, this is enough for me. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like, it, it really was that bad. And I, for some goddamn reason, went back for episode two. It was a mistake. You fucking masochist. So there are bad ones that that I will immediately reject. <laughs> <laughs> the way you phrase that. Very I know. Nice. Um, like, I have a very low uh, expectations for beginnings. Like, if it appeals to me in some sh- way, shape, or form, whether it be, like, the premise, the plot, the characters, the art, the atmosphere, then I'll give it a chance. It doesn't have to, like, wow me. Um... I'm not expecting to be wowed, so I'm just expecting, like, a generally... Some way for it to uh, appeal to me. See, you want a hook. You want some kind of hook. It doesn't have to be, like, a big hook, but some kind of hook. That's typically Uh, what uh, at least a lot of people look for. Just some type of hook. That's all they need. I mean, that generally works for me, personally. I wouldn't even, like, consider it a hook, because, like, a hook... Would like a hook would be considered like a wow thing, honestly. I'm just okay. like just basically a basic quality of the show that is good. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I think that's what we're all looking for. So yeah, congratulations with figuring out what we really, really want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, it just for me like. I'd, a, a good first episode or a good first couple episodes don't have to be a complete package. They just like like you say they have to have something to draw me in and it doesn't have to be the same thing for every single show that I start. Like there are some where there's some anime that I've started where like the animation has been absolute dog shit, but yet like a lot of other things about it like the story, the characters, the music was was really grabbed me and it's like I kept watching it and then sometimes the animation got better and then sometimes it didn't a really good example of this is an anime called Ping Pong the Animation which I highly recommend to anyone who has a high tolerance for really bad animation um, this show is actually has a really good story to it and it has really good music it just has an animation style that looks like it was done by someone just entering art school um but if you can stomach that, it's actually a really good watch. So, but and if I had been someone that's like, oh, fuck, I can't, I can't stand bad animation, I would have dropped it like in the first fifteen minutes. Oh, honey, that's like me with Moe. I can't stand it. <laughs> as soon as I, as soon as I see those big, 
eyelashes on those huge eyes, I just like punch the screen. Or the pu- the puffy cheeks like, Onessa. <laughs> sure. <will. laughs> I mean, it's like everyone has their one thing. It's like you see it in the first episode. It's like, nope, done. I'm done. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, though. As long as it's got something to keep your like interest up, I think it's you can say it's a good opening episode, at least for you, if not necessarily just in general. Well, but- that's like it's so subjective that... It's like, oh, it has an element that appeals to you. Then it's a good episode. I wouldn't really, because like, it didn't really do anything that crazy. It just like happens to fit the category that you want. So I don't know if I would call it a good episode. I would call it an episode that I would watch and follow up on. <laughs> I can, I can, I can say I've actually had an interesting experience with it, with that, like recently, because I actually went back. So I love Naruto. I've watched it from the beginning. I actually watched it as it was airing from the beginning. I kept up with it all the way through Shippuden. I loved how it ended. Um, but I think it was like three or four weeks ago now, I went back and I rewatched the first four episodes of Naruto, of the original Naruto series, not Naruto Shippuden, the original Naruto series. And I came to the conclusion that if this anime started now, I would have dropped it by episode three. Oh, honey, that's same for me with a lot of shows that I watched uh, and I, when I was first getting into anime. Uh, and I, 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 I thought about that, and I thought, I guess what you actually think of as a good, like, intriguing opening definitely changes with your taste for sure. Oh, definitely. Also, also, I've seen so many shonen by now that I'm just so immune to all the tricks that shonen use to get you into them. Honey, what was a good first episode last season isn't a good first episode this season. Your taste changes every day. <laughs> well, they certainly change after what? It was 2003 when Naruto premiered. So, yeah, also, nearly 20 years ago. <laughs> also, why are you rewatching Naruto? That's what Boruto is for. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I just, for some reason, I, I went back. I. Someone, I had been talking to someone, they said, we were talking about how tastes change over time, and it, it got me thinking, well, what's something that I used to just absolutely adore and love and still kind of look back fondly on? It's like, why don't I go try and rewatch the first few episodes of that and see what I think of it now? And I that's why I chose Naruto. I don't know why I chose Naruto, but I did. Um, and I just, I came to that conclusion. Like, if Naruto was a show that started airing now, I probably would drop it after about four or five episodes based on assuming nothing changed, obviously. It's just, I don't know why I found that so fascinating, but I did. It's like, I used to think that Naruto had a really good opening and now I go back and look at it. It's like, not really. Yeah. A similar anime for me is uh, one that probably no one has heard of. um, Kyo Karamao, which I believe has well over 200 episodes um and it's an isekai with very dated animation i have no idea when it was produced but it looks super dated and the only reason i watched all of it and was really into it was because like the main character had a really yaoi baits uh relationship with this other guy and i'm like oh my god i need to watch every single episode and you know I would never do that again because, you know, I have higher standards now. I know, you know, I know what, um, 
and hentai.net is now and so i don't have to i don't have to (laughs) that's a a very important distinction i don't have to go watch this yaoi bait bullshit for 200 episodes girl i don't know how i had the patience to watch that but i remember being so invested and when i say this was a a a shit show i mean that the main character went into the the new world through a toilet i'm pretty sure so that's how you know but yeah your taste changes all the time yeah and it definitely i mean it changes what you're actually looking for and and what gets you hooked on a show and it's it's amazing to see how that changes over the years at least it was for me have you actually had an uh, experience like that recently chinoda at all uh not that I can recall, or with, or with anything where you went back and watched like the first few episodes of something, and it's like this is not as good as I remember. I don't go back and rewatch stuff too much, so I can't say that I had that experience. Hmm. You should try it sometime. Try it with something that you really like that you like started watching or you watched when you were like just getting into anime, and see if it actually. Like the only st- thing that I can good. think of that I've actively done this with is hunter hunter and i fucking loved it so but this was done like two or three years ago and like i fell off at like some point i I still need to watch it because i was uh, actually watching the dub instead okay so yeah Hmm. that's the only time i actively did it i can't recall any other time where i actively went back and rewatched something you should try it and see see if your perspective on the show changes, especially on how how the show begins, and see if if it aired now, would you actually? Oh oh, still oh, oh. I just uh, I remember another one that I did, Maggie, and I loved that one as well. Hmm. Yeah, Maggie I think it's something that show. people should act. Huh? I you should watch Maggie. It's a good show. <laughs> a good show. Yeah, it's an excellent show, actually. I I have never seen it. <laughs> I highly recommend. It. We both do, apparently. <laughs> All right, so now that we've kind of talked about how our our taste kind of changes, I what elements do you guys personally look for in opening episodes to get you hooked? Bring me that banging OP, and if you <laughs> fucking skip the OP, I'm so pissed off. Do you I'm actually like, do you do you hate it when when first episodes of shows don't actually have an OP or an ED? Okay, I don't really care about the ED, but you need to give me the fucking OP. That's like half the reason why I clicked on this episode. I want to see the OP. If you don't give me the OP, I feel gypped. I'm like, excuse me, where is the rest of this episode? It's clearly incomplete without the OP. I think you might be putting a bit too much emphasis on the OP for the first episode. I need it. Now there are there are a lot of, of of shows recently that have done this where they actually have the OP in the first episode, but it's actually at the end of the episode. That's fine. I've seen it. Uh, I've seen that become a rather standard thing over the years. I know. I'm actually fine with that practice. Like it does not matter to me. Yeah, it, it's just it's weird. I've seen it a lot more recently. Like I, I've seen it before, obviously, but recently it seemed like this is becoming like almost like a standard for for anime first episodes. It was like the OP is actually at the end of the first episode. But I, I actually kind of agree. Like, give me the OP in the first episode for fuck's sake. Yes. Um, I will say one thing that I always kind of look for in, um, in a first episode, at least is, um, 
a good hook right at the end. Uh, this is more so with dramas than anything else, and it's kind of hard to have a hook, uh, like a like a twist hook at the end for a comedy. Um, but for for dramas, for sure, I, I look for something like a hook to keep me engaged at the end. It's like because I want to know, I, I I want an ending of a first episode where it's going to be like, what happens next? I got to know. Uh, I get uh, a really good example. I think of something that does that really, really well is ReZero. Do you guys agree? <laughs> mm, uh, yeah. In general, in general, I don't really like hooks on the first episode because because it's just like you introduce a new element and then you don't follow up on it and it feels incomplete like that's fine for like any of the consecutive episodes but for the first one I need a little more but in the case of ReZero I do enjoy the first episode of ReZero because not because I want to know what happens next but because it introduces the concept of um, going back in time which I thought was a really cool concept, and I liked how they did that. So the introduction of the concept was good, um, regardless of the hook at the end. It's also interesting with ReZero because if you think about it, its first ep- its quote unquote first episode is technically spread across two different episodes. Oh, honey, A part side A and side B. Which I I remember when that when that was airing that really confused us. It's like are there going to be like two episodes airing each week and there's going to be like two concurrent storylines? Like no, it's just you're supposed to watch one right after the other. When I saw A and B, I was like, is this a censored and an uncensored version? Is this like unedited and edit? Like what is this? I don't. I was like, what order do I watch this in? Because <laughs> it's like I thought maybe part one, part two, that would make sense, but no, A and B. Honey, I just it, it I just remember when, when weird when it was done. I just remember when that was airing. Uh, we on the podcast were so confused by that. It's like, why would they say it like this? Why would they just say part one and two? But I do I do like the way that 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 twist at the very end of the episode was handled. Um, especially it was handled in such a way where it's like you kind of you got to know what happens next. It's like what the fuck is going on. See, I'm the opposite. I'm perfectly satisfied. Like, if that was just the end of the show, like, I like things that are very contained. To me, that was a contained thing because after the entire uh, ordeal, he goes back to the beginning and then he's, like, meeting Amelia again. And she's like, who are you? Or something. I forget what the exact thing was. But, like, at the very end, he meets Amelia again um, and she doesn't have all her memories. And I'm like... I thought that was just a really nice contained story because like uh, like I don't really want to know because like after that thing like you're just gonna have to go through the same episode the same plot line again I'm like I don't really care about that I just thought that that was a very contained story so I'm saying this because a good example which I know a lot of people and you included uh will disagree with uh, is erased which does this where at the end of the first episode there's like he reverts back to a child which is supposed to be um oh what's gonna happen next what's what is he gonna do now to me that kind of thing is like it's not an enclosed it's not an enclosed miniature story in the first episode and that's what i really want in the first episode to me that's just like oh we're just like 
here is the plot point at the very end and we're not going to follow up on it until the next episode. And I'm like, ugh. I, I mean, cares? I certainly agree. I certainly agree with the the fact that it's not, it's a very open-ended like ending to that first episode. But to me, that's what keeps me coming back. Like, now, I'm not a- saying I want every single episode to be like that though. Like, Honey, but no. that's ReZero. <laughs> it is. It is pretty much. You are right. Okay, ReZero is like an exception to the rule. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Because that putting the hook at the end can be really cheap at times. It's very easy to make that very cheap. Yeah. From a writing standpoint, for sure. Um, especially if it's just there for the sake of having something like some kind of shock value right at the end to, to do like this artificial hook to get people to come back. But yeah. there are times when it's done really well and like it, it, it stands out when it's done really well. And the thing about my gripe with having the hook at the end of the first episode can easily be solved by putting the hook uh, in the middle of the episode for of the first episode. Uh, as in, for example... Attack on Titan, the best first episode, the best anime, <laughs> where the hook was that, um, you know, the Titans invaded, and that happened in the middle of the episode. So it gave it time for, you know, that entire scenario to play out to its fullest extent, and the entire scene was done by the end of the episode. So that is a more fulfilling first episode, and I feel more invested in the story. Whereas if the Titans had invaded at the end of the episode, it would just feel weird, it would feel dumb. It would feel cheap, which is why I really like when the hook is in the middle. It was certainly unique. Uh, well, I won't say unique. It was certainly an interesting decision to do that. Um, <laughs> I will say that the first episode of first season of Attack on Titan is literally the only episode of the anime I think is really good. Um, yeah, we agree on something. I think it goes it goes downhill really quickly from there. Um, but. I will say that putting the hook in the middle, it's a risk, but I think more times than not, it actually might be a risk worth taking, especially if you're going to have a heavily action-focused show. Long term, I I believe it pays off if you do that. It certainly pays off if you're doing a long-running show, I think. Like, if you're just doing a seasonal show, maybe not so much, but if you're doing a long-running, multi-seasonal show, then, yeah, I would say... Take the risk. Do, do your hook in the middle of the episode. And then, I mean, end with something that makes it sort of self-contained, but gives you enough, like, of something to make you want to come back for the next episode. Whether it's, mm-hmm. like, a character asking a question or someone, a new character getting introduced or something. I guess. I don't know, because it just feels like a waste of my time when it's, like, the hook is at the end. It's like, well, I, was, I spent all this time getting to the hook. Now tell me about the hook, but it's not going to even tell me. So I don't, like... <laughs> It doesn't even want me to go more because I'm not even invested at this point. I'm just like, I was just trying it out and now I don't even care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I need I need stimulus immediately, like as soon as possible. Inject me with the most adrenaline you can give me. And if you don't so, do that, I'm just going to toss you aside. <laughs> so I, I got to ask, we, we talk about this a lot behind, you know, when we're not recording. So Alt Noah Zero. I think it's opening two episodes are actually the only good episodes of that show. Um, I know you agree with me on that, too. 
But do you think that how that was handled kind of constitutes a good way to do a hook in a first episode? Hmm. Because if you think about it, that was kind of the end too. So for me, why I consider Al Noah Zero a good first episode wasn't because it was a hook because I don't think... So the hook was supposed to be, you know, everybody's getting bombed, which like isn't that intense really i thought it was really good because of the animation of how everything got bo- got bombed uh the amazing music how everything got bombed and uh um, <clears throat> exactly and just like the theatrics so that kind of leads me into another thing i look for in a first episode which is the animation, the art, the sakuga, the fight scenes. Sakuga. The sakuga. sakuga. Fucking weeb. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that the the Alnoa Zero's first episode was very theatrical. And um, it was an incredibly iconic. Hashtag iconic moment uh, when I think it's New Orleans gets blown up. Honey, love it. Beautiful animation. This is... I am not a terrorist. Please do not arrest me. I just like looking at anime, okay? But... Yeah. That's why... That's what I like about the album. Moshi Moshi FBI-kun? Oh, God. I mean, I I agree with you, though. Like, I think that the first two episodes of Noah Zero, like, together, constitute, like, a really good... A really well-put-together, well-thought-out setup and execution of how anime should begin. It goes downhill really quickly after that, though. Yep. And, of course, those first two episodes are the only two episodes written by Ginner Ibuchi, so... Don't judge an anime by its cover, I guess. I mean, it's a good setup. It's, it's, It's a great setup, in my estimation. It's just the execution beyond the setup is done so poorly. It's like, no... You you blew it. Try literally, again. Things blew up. Yeah, things blew up. You literally blew it. Just try again, I guess. Try again. At least we got some good yaoi bait. That is the one positive I think you can draw from it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, desperate. I got the doujin saved on my hard drive. Oh, oh why, don't you, why don't you share those with me, Jesus Christ? <laughs> um... Uh, so there's another element that you, I think you actually wrote this down here that also ties into something of a, an example of a well done opening. So fan service. How do we feel about having fan service in opening episodes? You know, initially I actually put that as a joke. Then I was like, wait, there's actually merit to this. Food wars, man. Yeah, exactly. That's Who what I was thinking. For that? <laughs> Have Who you wanted that? Seriously? Like, have you seen the first episode of Food Wars? It's pretty fucking amazing. It was a squid thing, though. Still, that's enough. Yeah. Oh, honey, not my kink. <laughs> it might be not your kink, but it is a kink. I mean, but if you think about it, that first but episode like, of Food Wars But, like, oh my Wars gosh. Is... All I've heard about Food Wars is, like, um, bad rep for the first episode being like he has a lot of fan service but ignore it it gets good that's all that's like but that's the thing the fan service doesn't really end (laughs) 
I would. Oh, it does. Uh, it calms down, down as the show goes on. So yeah, there it is calms that. down for sure. But like, I love the first episode of Food Wars. You talk like that first. The first episode of Food Wars plus like well, watching the entire first season convinced me that this is a manga I need to read, and now I do. And I'm very happy about that. And I really hope it ends soon because <laughs> it's starting to get a little ridiculous. I guess. But I, I don't know. I like I like the way that it was done. It was it. As I recall, and I may be I may be slightly wrong about this because it's been what three years now since they were the first season of Food Wars. I think it's been over three years. It's um, been a while. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, as I recall, it was not marketed with like fan service you kidding its, me like, right pm i i don't remember actually i remember distinctively the pv showing uh naked apron man and that was why i watched food wars <laughs> was like hello mr naked apron man let me see more of this i don't actually i actually don't remember that pv um i will have to go back and try and find that but um and i know i, I, just, I, just, I just, I like didn't even t- like Naked Apron Man. He wasn't even <laughs> were, the nicest man. There were there were like two or three uh, PBs that I watched where it was like just the like intense cooking competitions. I was like, okay, it's like Iron Chef the anime. It's like I can get behind this, and it's like I kind of got that, but I also got like naked orgasm food orgasm. It's like okay, not what I was going in for, but I'll take it. So you know, now that you say that, I guess I did watch Food Wars for the fan service because it was in the PV. There mm. you go. Mm. So you couldn't have been that like taken aback by the fan service in the first episode. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't taken aback. I was just like, okay. I didn't even like dislike the fan service. I liked it, but not as fan service. I liked it as like comedy and like drama. I didn't really like it as like fan service. That's fair, but it, it still hooked funny. you, right? Yeah. What? It still helped to hook you, right? I wouldn't call it a hook. I would consider the Food Wars first episode a theatrical episode, and that's what I would. Uh, that's what appealed to me was the theatrics. Well, it certainly set up what you got later. That's for sure. Oh, honey, it never disappoints. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I completely agree. Like fan service in general doesn't bother me, so I don't really mind it in first episodes especially if the rest of the show is going to be centered around some kind of fan service like I don't mind I just oh don't mind speaking fan of which general. bad fan service in the first episode uh the asterisk war where oh god <laughs> I think the very first scene is like the main character goes into this girl the main girl's room while she's changing and then he she he sees her in her underwear, and then they cut to the OP. I think. Yeah. And I'm like, honey, honey, what was the point of that? <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> that was bad so fan dumb. Service. That's bad fan service right there. <laughs> um, I oh, another another show that I I fucking adore that has fan service in its first episode. Yuri on Ice. You see Victor's ass in that episode. Oh. I didn't really get serviced by that, so I just ignored that. <laughs> it's still whether you were serviced by it or not it doesn't mean doesn't negate the fact that it was fan service. I'm glad he serviced someone. 
I'm sure I, I wasn't the only one. I but, yeah. personally, I personally think that um, fan service in the very first episode, most of the time it tends to be a little bit outrageous and like uh, really out there because that's how a lot of animes try and get people to keep on watching, uh, go to the second episode, third episode, where maybe it'll calm down a little. Most of the time, it does calm down a bit with the fan service uh, part, but it, it shows a little bit here and there until they get to the actual plot or story or whatever happens in said anime. Yeah, about... And I don't mind that as much. What about uh, Monogatari? There must have been fan service in the first episode. In the first episode, like Bakemonogatari, yeah. um, I'm thinking. God, Isn't that so whole long. show just fan service? I know, right? There's a lot. Not even of the lewd kind. It's just fan service. Yeah, it's well, like, there's a lot of different this types is a treat of fan. for your eyes. There's a lot of different types of fan service in the Monogatari series. I'm trying to think about. It. It's been so long since I watched the first episode of Bakemonogatari. Um, yeah, there is because you get to see Hitagi in her bra and panties. So yeah, there is there definitely go. fan service. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't know I, what to think about that. That just that, that entire show is uh very etchy, so I yeah, guess it's, it's appropriate. It, well, it, for it there certainly to be doesn't fan lead service. you to, to it, doesn't lead to like you, it's not trying to lead you into a false sense of security that there's not going to be fan service. Like, there definitely is. Like, the fucking like the whole I, I'm convinced that all of the fan service in Bakemonogatari is simply to help you brace for the toothbrush scene in Nise Monogatari. Wasn't there like a live action tits in one of the OPs or something? I'm sorry. Uh, live action tits? <laughs> I'm thinking, I think he's right actually now that I think about it. And that I'm like, actually? when that happened I was like, this is this is crossing the line. I didn't come here for a porno. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's right. I have to go back and look at it, but I think he is actually right. I think there is it's I think it's it's not like an actual person's tits. I think it's from a sculpture. Oh. Well then. I couldn't tell the difference. I have to, I'll have to go back and look, but I think you're actually right. I think now that I think about it, I think it may actually be in one of the Nekomonogatari. I think OPs. so. Cuz I mean that's the one that focuses on Hanakawa and Hanakawa's just tits. <laughs> sure. Uh yeah, my I love the first episode of Baki Monogatari mostly because it 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 I think it very adequately adequately prepared me for the fact that I was about to get into something that was going to be really weird. Really, I th- I didn't think it was weird enough. I think, for, or as weird of a show as Monogatari, the first episode should have been way weirder. Well, okay, fair enough, but I. I... Uh, you're right. I'm not disagreeing with you. You're just like, your brain is like, cannot say negative about monogatari, cannot compute. <laughs> no, you are right. You are right. It could have done a much better job of making itself a little more weird to prepare you for what was to come in the first episode. I do, however, think that like, the following two or three episodes of Baki Monogatari definitely get, it ramps it up. I didn't even like Baki Monogatari as an entire season, so... You were not talking to the right person. <laughs> I don't know. I always felt that with Bake, I was... It, the first episode... The first couple of episodes 
significantly hooked me enough to where it's like, I don't even care if this ends up being terrible. I want to watch the whole thing now. I, I don't know what, what you see in there, but okay. Eh. You see I mean, that live action Ted is what you're seeing. <laughs> it's a Neko, I think. Anyway, um, I was going to go somewhere with this, but I completely <laughs> forgot. You had me like tits and Nekos and my God, it's like, what? What? <laughs> um, Jesus, where was I actually going with this? God damn it, show. Um, oh, I was going to, okay. So I was going to talk about the first episode of Goblin Slayer because that got a lot of people talking this fall season. And I'm actually curious. Well, I don't think show you haven't even watched it, have you? No, I don't okay, watch well, trash. Then f- fuck you. Then <laughs> um, I'll ask. I'll ask you, Jenoda. So, do you actually think that the controversy surrounding that first episode was actually like legitimate? I, to some part, I believe it was. I like. I think uh, it, it. Like not that I look at it after a while. Like, people do deserve a warning of, like, hey, it's going to be some very intense stuff that you might not be comfortable with. Like, at least a warning like that. Uh, Fair enough. Like, Crunchyroll should have definitely put some kind of a warning, whether, like, in text and, like, the description or something. Yeah, like, they did after it already aired. That's only because a a bunch of people said, rah, 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 rah. Yeah, there was so much complaint about it. If they took the action beforehand after, because they watch it first before they post it. I would hope they do. I'm pretty sure they do. (laughs) I would hope they do. That'd be some shittiness right there. It's like, no, we're just going to blind by this. We're not even going to watch it. Well, no, they need to to translate it, so. But they don't have to watch. They could just listen. I'm pretty sure they... Anywho, moving on. Um, So it's just something that they uh, could have done. That's a... Um, and pe- they didn't. People complained. Then it happened. And, you know, whatever. At least it's finally on there. So I'm glad it's there. But I believe the controversy of it is somewhat justified. Overblown? I, well, yes. Justified? I, well, yes. Yeah, it's certainly overblown. Um. I think that as much as people were concerned about the violence and the fact that there is a legitimate rape scene in the first episode, I think that while, yes, Crunchyroll could have definitely done a lot better at warning people that this is going to happen, and they could have done it even without spoiling it, as they ended up doing. Like, they didn't have to say, there's a fucking rape scene in this episode. They could have just done what, done what they did. Put, like, a little thing at the beginning of the first episode and say, hey, there's some disturbing shit you're about to see. Are you sure you want to see it? <laughs> I will say, however, after watching Goblin Slayer, as I have been doing, it is not necessary for them to put this warning at the beginning of every episode. Yeah, no, like, the Do first they? episode yes. blows the whole <laughs> series out of proportion it is nowhere as dark as the first episode yeah like the first episode is, is like you say it's incredibly dark but and it probably deserves some kind of a content warning it certainly deserved more than a tv pg rating which is what i don't even know how like how but i to me that whole thing was blown out of the water however my whole point in bringing this up was that got people talking about goblin slayer and i'm wondering is if that controversy had not had happened would people have been 
so so enthused with Goblin Slayer? Would people have even been... Because there's a lot of people who I've talked to who said that they weren't even thinking about watching Goblin Slayer this season, and then they heard about this controversy. It's like, well, i got to find out what's going on. Well, if there wasn't a controversy, they would just, like, rile up the how there was an intense scene in the first episode. So I think it would have been popular either way. Maybe right. I just think that that whole controversy certainly drummed up, like, it was like free marketing, basically. It definitely was. It most certainly was. I can guarantee you that there are a couple thousand people that decided to check out the show because there were so many uh, people talking about it. Yeah. Anyway, that's the whole reason I wanted to bring it up because I, I honestly think that that may have actually been done intentionally. Like, I know it's part of the story, but still, like, I, I have to think that was done almost. In, I almost think that would, may have been done intentionally on Crunchyroll's part. It's like, you know, there's some disturbing shit. We should let people know. Uh, okay, Alex. Let it happen. I'm, I'm going to stop you right there because you're. You're saying that as if Crunchyroll is intelligent enough to do that. Okay, you, you make a fair you make a fair point. <laughs> you make a fair point. <laughs> All right, moving on. Hey. So, I think this is more I think I know why this is here. Um so in light of having to actually sit down and watch Sword Art Online Alicization, which is a stupid name. What is everyone's <laughs> thoughts? What is everyone's thoughts on first episodes that go beyond the actual, like t- the typical length of the standard uh, length anime of episode uh, show? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if it's if it's actually thirty minutes, where as opposed to like twenty three and a half minutes, or even double that at like forty five minutes, or like the the se- season three sort of online opening episode is forty seven minutes long, still didn't include an OP or an ED. Okay. Okay. I have something to say about this. I am fine with it being double length. That does not matter to me. I'm fine with that. Give me. But if you're going to do it double length, make sure it's a damn good episode and not fucking 47 goddamn minutes of goddamn exposition. God, that... But Shinoda, you really need to taste the coffee. Let it sit. Yes, taste the coffee. Just, like, smell it, Coffee gives me shit, Mm. so fuck coffee. Oh, Mm. shit. But I do love coffee (laughs) still. You still love it, man. (laughs) I don't drink it often, (laughs) Just like SAO, man. Yeah, yeah, it's shit, but I still love it. It Exactly. more. (laughs) Oh, man. That first episode of the third season of Sword Online is so bad. It It is, I don't understand. Like, okay, so as someone who writes stories myself in my free time, um, I'm no by no means a professional or published author, but so take take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. Um, any 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 television program, whether it's anime or not, that has nearly half of its first episode being exposition that doesn't even move the story along, that takes place in the exact same setting and involves the exact same characters throughout, is a, an objectively bad thing to do, honey. You want to talk about all those issues? Overlord, episode one. That's why you should read the light novel. <laughs> the light novel is worse. It's longer. It's more no. exposition. See, see, this is the thing about Overlord, though. Like, it, it does have a lot of exposition, but it's also, like, st- it starts to move the story along. 
as no, it's okay, giving like, this exposition. The very... It's not sitting in a fucking coffee shop no, for 17 it is. and a half minutes. It is. The very first scene of Overlord is just Ainz just sitting there being like, this is a game. This is how you play. This is everything. This, 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 this. And he's literally in, in, sitting, waiting for people to come by for the end of the game. And he's like, oh, this is my guild. This is the leader. I'm like, what the... And it, in the light novel, it goes on for so long. But I actually liked it in Overlord. Even though it's super rambling, I liked it for some reason. And I don't know why. Maybe but it's, it's because like, you actually liked the people who were involved with this. But it's like all the same problems that you mentioned for SAO. So it's like they're just, he's just, he is like not even talking to someone else. He's just sitting by himself, talking to himself. Like for this entire scene, he's just sitting. And then it's like all exposition. Maybe just, they should. Maybe they should have for this ex, this seventeen minute long exposition scene in the first episode of SAO season three. She just had Kirito sitting there at the coffee shop by himself, just recounting everything that's happened so far. You know what? Maybe it's because the way Overlord did it, it felt a little more organic, like someone was actually thinking to themselves. Whereas, where in Sword Art Online, it felt like the author was talking to me. And I'm like, I don't really care what you want to dump on me. See, there's no, no, see, you're partially right, but I, I would go one step further with that. I think that the author of Overlord actually thinks that his audience is kind of intelligent and can figure some stuff out on, on their own. Whereas I think the author of Sword on Online thinks that his audience is a, as a bunch of dumbasses and doesn't think that they can actually retain information for more than one episode. Well, to be fair. <laughs> Which is why Shinoda. Shinoda's just like holding a finger, pointing at himself. Which is well, no. Which is why, of course, I don't know this because I fucking gave up on Sword Art Online years ago. But from what I have heard, there's even a fucking exposition scene in the second episode of Sao Season Three. Yeah, they for- they forget what happened in the first episode, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, this is all that happened in the first episode." I'm like. Honey, wasn't the first episode all exposition? Why are we doing this over again? I'm just I'm just saying that as as someone who does a little bit of writing myself, the 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 person who wrote that thinks that you're a dumbass. Thinks that you as an audience member are a dumbass if he's doing that. It's Honey, he's pandering maybe, to you basically. Maybe he just likes coffee. Maybe who doesn't like should... a hot cup of coffee? Hey, maybe he should f- maybe he should fuck off. I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay, well, actually, I I wasn't even thinking about SAO. I actually forgot SAO was a double episode when I wrote down this uh, point about long episodes. I was thinking about ReZero because, but we already talked about that because yeah. that was a very um, unorthodox. It um, was very weird. The way the country formatted was very unorthodox. And I, 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 I kind of wonder if it was done the same way in Japan, though I highly doubt it. I feel At like least. because those two episodes were uploaded in the same week, I have a feeling that in Japan those episodes aired back to back. Well, clearly they did. There was no like there was no um break between part 1A and the end of 1A and the beginning of 1B. It was just like flowed into the same story. Yeah. They should have just made it one file on the control. They but sh- anyways, well, they should have it should have edited the two episodes together, yes. Yeah. Um but specifically, I brought this up because I always hear everyone complaining about double length episodes for the first episode. It's like, oh, I can't wait to watch the show. And then someone else uh, says, 
oh, you know, it's a double length. And they're like, oh, never mind. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. I'm like, wait, See, what, what happened? <laughs> that, 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 that pisses me off, too, because, like, I don't mind, like, unorthodox lengths of episodes, whether it's double length. You can even have it triple length. I don't care. As long as the as long as there's a point to having it be that long, as long as there's, like, you got you can't just do it to do it and be different. I mean, come on. Like, the first episode of Sword Art Online could have easily been chopped up in half into two different episodes. You could have had But the, then the second episode would have been boring as shit. It already was boring as shit. You wouldn't know. You didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, you mean saying. the first episode? No, yeah, the, the... I thought the... I thought the, the... Okay, if you cut out the exposition and it's just them in the virtual reality, I thought that was slightly interesting. Slightly. <laughs> it was more interesting than the exposition, that's for sure. That wouldn't have taken much. Anyway. Kirito's staring at you would be more interesting than that. Oh, honey. Kirito's ass in the air as he is, like, assaulting Yu-Gi-Oh. That scene with the close-up on the ass. A can, plus can we also, camera shots. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Can we, can we just talk briefly about how very, very easily it is to say Yu-Gi-Oh instead of Yu-Gi-Oh? That's just you, you weirdo. <laughs> I don't know where you come up with this shit. I think I accidentally said that while we were doing the live stream reaction thing that I accidentally called him Yu-Gi-Oh instead of Yu-Gi-Oh, and it just it just it makes me laugh. I don't know. It's like the fact that in in fucking Gridman and Chinibio, the two main characters are both called Yuta and Rika. I don't know why that intrigues me so much, but it does. Because you're Chuni. Probably, um, but yeah, back to double length episodes. Like I, I just as long as there's a purpose to it, I don't, I don't care. Like, and as long as they do a good job with it and do the same job of, of getting me hooked and and wanting to watch the rest of it, I don't care. The length is immaterial, really. Just as long as it's quality. If I was looking forward to the show, if it's double length, then I'm excited. If I'm just like blind watching it, if it's double length, then it seems like a a, a burden. Cause I'm like, um, I didn't really want all this at once. Now, Honey, do you feel the same way about? Because sometimes they have final episodes that are double length. Do you feel the same way about those? What final episode is double length? I I know I I can't there's think of a top few of my head, out but there. I know it's that there's more at least rare, a but couple. But it does exist. Um, I don't think it was double length, but I do think that the um. The final episode of ReZero was 28 minutes long, I think. Uh, I feel like most... It's super uncommon for that, and I feel like most of the time the episode is shit anyways. So I'm going to say I don't like it because I can't think of any good ones. <laughs> I can't think of many off the top of my head either. I know it happens. I know I've seen it. Well, I mean, hell, there's, there's an entire... Uh, series out there that has 45 minute long episodes that's different yeah well I mean every single episode is the same length so yeah. you kind of you get used to it if you like it mm-hmm. I honestly well, I'm kind of think... like I'm kind of like uh, been bred to <laughs> that phrasing I've where, been where, you, bred... where are you going with this where are you going I've with this show I've been bred by my daddy now I've been oh bred my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been bred to watch anime in 24 minute chunks and when it's like even like a minute off I like start screaming 
So <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy my anime in 24 minutes. Like, so when it, when you start messing with that, it's just my brain starts melting inside my skull. Yeah. I will say that I would personally like to see maybe, maybe someone do an experiment at some point where you actually have like a 12 or even a 24 episode show out there that has like 45 minute long episodes and just to see how people would take to that because i honestly think there are stories you could tell with anime where that would be doable maybe i just don't know if the fan base because the fan base has become so accustomed to half hour or less long episodes that i i just wonder how it would be taken throughout most of the community someone should try that the trigger trigger you'd like to take risks do it (laughs) Don't don't do it. Don't don't do it though. I love you, Trigger. Don't fuck up. <laughs> oh man. Alright, well, we haven't really talked about a whole lot of of anime that have very poorly done opening episodes. We've talked mostly about ones that we think that are very well done. So I just kinda wanna end this with some really bad examples of opening episodes. Okay. You're gonna disagree with me, but I wanna bring up Steinsgate because now are you talking about the you're talking about the original right yes the first one i haven't watched any other versions (laughs) so like the first episode is just like set up for later on for basically it's set up for the end of the show right where they Mm -hmm. explain what goes on yes and like but it has no impact if you don't know what's going on like you only figure out what's going on at the end so the first episode really has no impact and i find it boring and ugh. well i will say that you are right i don't actually disagree with you on that um the first episode of the original steinsgate basically just introduces the main characters and that's it like there's no real like impact to the story as a whole it doesn't have it it doesn't really play into what comes later it's just simply a vessel for introducing the main characters and i can tell you this it's almost the exact same way in the visual novel like the, the prologue literally does nothing but introduce the main characters there's no impact to the story whatsoever sad well you're, so you're you're not wrong i just think that well so steinsgate is a little different for me because i went in knowing how it was going to go like i knew the story so I, I I knew so, and since I knew how the story was going to end like I wanted to go through and see how the adaptation was going to be. Could they have done better as an anime adaptation with the first episode? I uh, yes, absolutely. They could have done better with the first 8 or 9 episodes, honestly. Um and actually like the first 5 episodes are kind of boring if you don't know what's coming later. Um so I don't actually disagree with you, no. I think they could have done way better with Steinsgate's first episode. So uh, lesson from Steinsgate, don't set up a punchline that you don't deliver in the first episode. I will say this, though. If you if you stay with it and you watch Steinsgate Zero, you get the punchline. What? You don't, you don't have to go all the way to zero. Uh, kind of. <laughs> oh, my God. There's more punchlines. I'm not that invested. Speaking <laughs> but of... I, I, my, oh, the whole point is, I do agree with you, though, even though I absolutely adore Steinsgate. So. 
Well, I'm glad you can see the flaws in this show now. <laughs> well, I mean, I've talked I've talked to Natai about this, and he and I are eventually going to do a Steinsgate like franchise spoiler cast. Like, I think I I absolutely loved the adaptation of Steinsgate Zero, even though it has many many flaws. Just like you. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> move move on now, please. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of of um shitty um first episodes that only introduce shit and don't really do anything we have durarara yes <laughs> that, that, oh my god the first episode of durarara it is a wonder i did not drop durarara after the first episode looking oh back on god. it oh my god honey i did and it took me like years to come back to it because it was so stupid the the punchline for durarara was like Oh, here's one character. Here's another character. Oh, let's walk through the town. Oh, by the way, there's a headless horsewoman on a bi- on a motorcycle. End of episode. Card games on motorcycles <laughs> without a head. I'm like, how is this interesting? I don't really care. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are on about, but it was completely full of shenanigans and such, and it it immediately drew me in. See, my problem is not necessarily that it, it's it's it, it it introduces its characters in a bad way or that it's overall a bad episode. It's that it's just very story-wise it's so incoherent to everything that comes afterwards. I don't think it does a good job of introducing what Durara is actually about. Oh so. no, for sure. It's it's almost like you're wa- it's like you watch the first episode of Durara and then you watch the second one and it's like, did I watch is this a different show? Like this yeah. is like it's it's it, the second episode of Durara is so tonally different from the first episode. Yeah, you have to do a double take while you're watching. It's like, is this the same thing I just finished watching? For me, Durara, the first episode of Durara is like the setup for the punchline, and the punchline is that um, we are going to go back to the minute details in each episode and expand on them, and then we're gonna tell all these different. Uh, spider web story that goes off in every single direction and like that's a really interesting punchline but it 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 happens in further episodes not in the first one yeah so it took me i I think i didn't realize it until i think episode three or four of durara that these episodes weren't necessarily always being told in chronological order because there's i think there i think it was episode you see there episode three or four where you're seeing part of the story from another character's perspective. And then you actually end up like seeing something that took place earlier in an earlier episode, like from another character's perspective. And it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) The first episode doesn't prepare you for that. Yep. They could have done a better job. Yeah. But alas. It gets a lot better though. You know, see, Jurara, I think would have really benefited from a double length episode because you could have gotten... You could have gotten all those punchlines in if it was too, if it was uh, an hour. Long. I absolutely agree that the, the first episode of Durara should have been like forty-five minutes long. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's definitely been like forty-five minutes long. <sighs> all right, it, this is written down, so I gotta ask, <sighs> Darling in the Franks, why? Oh, honey, every opportunity to shit on Darling in the Franks, I will take. Uh, 
Go fuck you're yourself. supposed to you're supposed to you're supposed to shit up in the second half not the first half oh my god it was so bad though i don't understand why anyone liked the first episode of darling in the franks it was so cliche stupid like boring like uninteresting nothing new is what what was you're good about insane that because can, there was clearly can... interest intrigue mystery there was so much there and you got drip fed most of it i can i can explain the appeal of the first episode of darling the franks with a single word darling <laughs> darling that's it i mean that's it zero two her introduction is the literally the 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 whole point of the first episode like that's why people like it because people like that character for fan service yes and there is fan service you just see your tits in that episode no nips though. No, but if you actually go read the manga, there are nips in that. Just a public service announcement for anyone that actually enjoyed Dolly and the Franks and wants to enjoy more of Zero Two. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I love the was, first episode of Darling the Franks though. I was not serviced. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. It's like I can't point to a, a specific. Oh yeah. Thing. Okay. Yeah. I remember my complaint was like, oh, you know, foreign exotic transfer student comes in. Oh, my God. The main character's eyes are on the new transfer student. Oh, my God. Like, I've seen this a hundred (laughs) times. I'm not saying it was unique. I am saying, however, I enjoyed it. I'm just saying that it was boring and cliche, and I don't understand how, (laughs) what, who, when, why. (laughs) <laughs> i i don't know for me i can't point to one specific thing and it's like this is why i like it i don't just for me it was the fish if, in her mouth i will that yeah honestly they should have had the fish on her horn because like she's like a harpoon with her Okay, that would have been great also, actually. Or is that, like, racist? Racist? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It's a cartoon. (laughs) Whoa. That is is racist. Yeah, that's racist. It is an... Fucking Alex. (laughs) Anime? Not a cartoon? Oh, my God. Goddamn Southerners and their racism. Whoa, okay. Okay, okay. On that note, <laughs> I there's there's literally no better way to end this. So on that note, thank you all there for driving it to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we sure enjoy bringing all of this to you. Fuck you, Chinoda. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. If you want to keep up with what we're doing and have a little more fun, you can join our Discord server. Become a member of our Facebook group, follow our Twitch channel, and visit our website. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, or concern on this or any episode, feel free to shoot us an email. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. I want a fish in my mouth. Oh, fish taco? No. (laughs) 